to the last time on the drunken whaler killings. These guys broke into Galvani's office where they only destroyed one of the clockworks. They left the rest in repairable condition, found the stuff that he wanted, and then Humphreys decided to tell them about the murder that he saw. And after that, they all went split up and did some of their own stuff. And then they all saw a magic show, and at the end of the magic show, magic. a yes, at the end of the magic show, magic. a at the end of the magic show, magic. a uh, oh my god, <laughs> at the end at of the, the magic show, <laughs> at, at the, the end, end of the, the magic show, <laughs> I quit. I'm going home. Goodbye. You can run this campaign yourself. And that's the magic at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> And at the end of the magic show, an overseer decided that, hey, he wanted to know how the last trick was done. And then he promised that he would know how the last trick was done one way or another. And that soured everybody's night. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It won't be fine. So. No, it'll be fine. <laughs> I thought ahead. All right. Had a whole week to think. So then. It is the next day, and when you guys wake up, it is raining. There's the occasional crack of lightning and the sound of thunder rolling in. And I am definitely not doing that, just so that way if things leak through on my microphone, it's just diegetic and not something that Cat has to edit out. But what, what are you guys doing? Because there's still a few things you need to do. Later in the day, you will have some stuff from the overseers about uh, the evidence they've gathered. There is the lead on the on the lawyer, Lorenzo Moroni. And then you've got some nobles that fit the bill of the description of the killer that uh, Humphreys gave. And then there's and then there's other stuff that you can do that I didn't even think of. Well, as you all might recall, at the end of last session, we got a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I needed to go spend that money. So, what did you spend it on? Well, I wanted to spend it on a, a kind of cloak. However, it's not the kind of cloak that you could just go to the store and buy. Not any old tailor is going to have it. So, I gotta talk to people who have uh, access to some of, the, some of the finer things. And that means that I am going to the local office of the letter carriers. Alright, so, describe this place to me. It, it, is, it exists in your imagination. You are the one who created it, so... Right, it's a single-story, mid-sized building... It's, we are, we are not a secret organization, so we do in fact have a sign out front. Uh, there, there is actually, I looked this up, a courier building in the game of Dishonored. Hmm. So I am appropriating that as okay. being the Dunwall office of the letter carriers. Okay, that's fair enough. And 
Of course, there's a front desk, which I, you know, I am known in the city, so I can just walk past. Because I don't want to talk to the person at the front desk. They're not going to be able to help me. I need to talk to someone a little higher up. Specifically, the second to highest person up. The Postmaster Colonel. So I assume that name is a joke. Yes. Because Postmaster General and Colonel is the next rank down. Mm -hmm. The Postmaster Colonel looks up at you and goes, Harlow, how's it going? It is going as it always does. Heard you taken on an unusual job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And of course, I will not be discussing it with you. Fair enough. I wasn't hired for it. Uh, so, I have reason to believe that in the course of this job, I may be having to get into places that the law would take umbrage with me getting into. So I need to be able to move around in those kinds of places, and I need to be able to move around without being seen. Mm -mm. I think I can arrange that for you. It's gonna cost you, though. Well, I happen to have been paid a tidy sum in advance. He gets up and goes into the back and uh, comes out carrying some clothes and uh, says, This should fit you. It's about, about your size. I'm sure you can get it tailored fairly easily if it's not a uh, hundred coin. I will place the coin on the desk and then make like a gimme motion for the cloak to try it on first. He hands you the cloak and it it's about what he said. If, if it doesn't fit you well enough, then it's going to be an extremely easy tailor job. Yeah. All right. I'm a pretty standard-sized human, so I'm willing to say that this is this fits well without needing a tailor. All right. He'll uh, he'll take the coin and say, "Is that all?" It is. As always, Colonel, it has been a pleasure doing business with you. Uh, they give a nod and go back to their work. And I have acquired concealing clothing advanced. Concealing clothing is typically worn over other clothes as a cloak, overcoat, or similar item. Clothing of this sort is designed to match the approximate colors of the environment, break up the wearer's outline, and generally make the wearer harder to spot. They're normally made of lightweight, fine materials that don't impede the wearer or slow them down. Some concealing clothing is made only by specialized tailors out of unusual or exotic materials, I can help conceal the wearer in almost any condition. Ordinarily, that costs 50. Colin doubled the price to give me the good shit. Mm -hmm. All right. Does anybody else want to go spend their coin or follow up on a lead? Well, I had something I wanted to do. Okay. The list of nobles is my lead, so I'm going to keep on going with that by essentially meeting up in social areas with a variety of nobles and in the most inconspicuous way possible 
figure out what their alibis are for the time of the murder. All right. Just sort of asking, oh, um, the social life of this city is so very active, uh, even at night. What sort of parties have been going on recently? Who all has been there? Uh, so yeah, go ahead, and since you're trying to basically talk... Talk cleverly. Yeah. Alright, that is one success. One success. Everybody tends to have a pretty good alibi, with the exception of three of them. So, Mason Floors is still suspicious. Alexander... Galthier is still suspicious and Rokus Har is still suspicious. Alright. And the thing is, they all have excuses, but not good ones. Mason is saying that he's not going to any of the parties because he's waiting for the big boil bash to come through. Alexander just says that He's been so tired lately that he hasn't been up to it. And Rokus has said that all of the parties that have been going on so far have been boring and dry. So he hasn't even bothered going to some lately. And essentially he's he's a snob. He's a party snob. So he's also ostensibly waiting for the Boyle Bash this year. All right, and I think we should also make that one of the notes that there is this big big party coming up, and who knows the the killer might be there also if we're looking for fucking Corvo's pattern an exactly. upcoming massive party by the boils is like red flag central well, the thing is mm. the thing is this is one of those parties that people look forward to for a long time so while the invitations have probably gone out the actual party itself is not happening for another couple of months honestly oh okay still worth making a note yes better to have too many red herrings than not enough actual clues right by the way everybody i have a uh, another lore question Hmm. The mark of the outsider, is it always visible or can you make it disappear? It is always visible, but you can conceal it with gloves or makeup and stuff like that. Got it. Okay. I believe, however, that always bleeds through when you're actively using the power. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I believe it like glows white, I think. Emily has it covered with like a wrap or something in Dishonored 2, and it glows when you use it. I could be misremembering. I Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it always shows when you are using the power, but if, uh, if you are not, then it is fairly easy to conceal. And it always appears on the left hand. Not that most right. people would know that, but always on the left. All right. Who has a thing they want to do now? Bliss and or William. I'm saving my money for stuff. All right. Do you want to go follow up on one of the other leads? Want to go harass a lawyer? 
Hmm. Not really. <laughs> I'll go harass a lawyer. All right. So you walk through the rain, and when you arrive at the distillery district again, you see a building in one of the streets that has a fairly nice entrance and there's a sign on the side of the door that says office of Lorenzo Moroni attorney at law and you don't even need to like knock or anything you can just open up the door and uh, there's a secretary there and they look up at you and they go how can I help you this day uh, remind me real quick the reason we're investigating this guy is because he has some sort of had some sort of beef with the overseer high overseer it's- it's not that he had a beef with the high overseer, it's that he tends to fight for laws that restrict the overseer in general due to his lawmaking and fighting for it. Like the overseers in the last 15 years have become severely limited in what they could do before uh, Burroughs took over. And he's a major part of that. Ah, okay, so he is very anti-overseer, so that presumably makes him a suspect. Yes. Ah, yeah. Is your boss in today? Mr. Moroni is very busy. Is there any way I can take a message? Mm, No, this is one of those things that's very... It works better in person. They sigh and then they say one moment please and they stand up and they start heading towards his office and then they come back and they say you can go see him but be aware that he probably will not entertain you for long oh my fucking eyes (laughs) Here's a question. Where did you leave Rat Sna- Ratcatcher? Ratcatcher. Oh, he came in with me. Okay. The the secretary goes, ma- ma'am, ma'am, you cannot bring your... And then Ratcatcher just sort of gives her a glare and she just sort of is like, okay, and then lets Ratcatcher go. Please. This is my emotional support, Wolfhound. <laughs> As in, he goes with me everywhere because if I get in a fight, it turns out that a Wolfhound is a very good... Uh, Deterrent when pe- when people beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Alright. And so, you enter the office, officially, of Lorenzo Moroni. And what you see before you is a man. He's very finely dressed. He's got a suit and a tie. He's wearing gloves on both hands. There's a top hat hanging on a hook in his office. He's got a beard, and some pretty fine Karnakin features. And he goes, may I help you? Ah, maybe, maybe. I forget, how how open of a secret is it now that the High Overseer is dead? It's pretty fairly open by now. But the exact methods are not. Uh, Nothing was in the news about him being stuffed in a sack or stabbed through the heart. 
Just, he was murdered, and the guard are looking into it. So, presumably, a lawyer who is an activist for limiting the rights of the overseers would know that the high overseer is dead. Yes. Okay. If nothing else, I'm sure that the guards who saw it haven't kept their mouths shut. That's true. Yeah, I'm here because... So I'm sure you've heard about the High Overseer by now. Indeed. Nasty business. <laughs> he gives you a look and he's like, There's something on your mind. Out with it. Well, I'm not a very subtle person, so let me cut to the chase then. You and the Overseer's office aren't exactly... On good terms? No. Of course not. And I'm not going to ask you the stupid question of, did you kill the High Overseer? But, presumably, you would know everybody in the city who doesn't like the High Overseer. Or at least, a large amount of them. Let's go with that. And I'd like any information you can provide. Go ahead and roll me <laughs> talk. <laughs> this sounds like talk boldly because yeah. you're just being straight out open about it. What's the point of being like, did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the dumb questions out of the way. Did you murder this man? Yes. Wait, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, that is two failures. That I is believe. two failures. Well, I, actually, hmm? I think I. No, I don't think I have anything higher than twelve. So yeah, it's two failures. It <laughs> <laughs> was just like, do you know who killed the high overseer? And he's just like, no, get out of my office. Uh, fam, don't forget, void points can be spent to re-roll any number of dice in a roll. They do. They can be. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have spent any of my points. So, so you should still have three, then. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to spend one? Yeah, I'm going to re-roll one of my dice. You can re-roll two of them. You can re-roll them both. One point gets you X number of re-rolls, where X is however many you want it to be. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. In other words, the failures. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> it did not help. Nah. Mm. He looks at you and goes, young lady, I do not like your tone. And if I were to take on the high overseer, I assure you it would be in a court of law and not on top of a bridge. Good. No, 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 never mind. Never, no, 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 hold on. Uh, <laughs> no, this, this is, no, he would not actually know that. He would not actually know that. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Which itself is also telling. Yes. Young lady. I don't like your tone, and if I were to take on the High Overseer, it would be in a court of law and not in the streets in a brawl trying to kill him. Please, get out of my office. Hold on. There's something. What? You can can do some kind of study role to see if him saying some kind of brawl in the street is him like, that's his actual impression? 
or if that's a cover story he's making up. Like, how honest is he being with that approximation? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would that would be probably a study. Carefully? Carefu- yeah, study carefully. All these things I'm no good at. Why <laughs> did I volunteer to go talk to somebody? <laughs> because it's fun. I believe in you. Maybe you'll get real lucky. Maybe. We also have three momentum you can no. spend. No, oh, I will no. Not. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a complication, folks at home. That is a complication, but I can't think of anything cool and fun to do, so I'm just going to add chaos to my pool. I forget how many I get to add due to that. I which it's two. I think it's two, yeah. I, I actually have it written down here on roll 20. Is there a maximum chaos you're allowed to hold? I don't think there is. Horseshit. <laughs> Horse shit. Oh, to be fair, I don't like that rule. I, I think as written, uh, there's not a limit, but I'm going to limit myself to six. Okay. Yeah, it is two that I add, so I'm adding two right there. So, yeah. You, you can't tell one way or another if that is a cover that he's doing, or if that's what actually happened and or if that's a cover story that he's doing or what but he does seem to think at least to you that a brawl happened of some sort and he was murdered that way you know what this is the stupid plan i should have gone with the better plan in the first place i'm going to leave but i want to come back later and how to break into this goddamn office okay All right. So then, we'll. Oh. Actually, we'll I thought it was cut something away from I that. Let other people do yeah. their things. Yeah, and... I, I, I was just about to say, we'll cut away from that and uh, we'll get back to William, who wants to do something now. So I had a thought, mm-hmm. which is, you know, rare for me, but still. Oh, hush. Um, so. It was a whalebone knife stabbed into the chest, right? Yes. I keep forgetting to mention that. Ape brought up the fact that the knife was made of whalebone, and I was like, I never said what the material was, but thinking about it, it was really cool and really good, so I'm making that canon, and that's been canon since he said that at, like, the end of session one. So, yes, he was stabbed with a whalebone knife. So I'm imagining whalebone knives are not exactly, uh, common. You would probably have to have something like that custom-made. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually, hold on, I, I don't remember not, is like a whalebone, I don't think that overseers look kindly on people making things out of whalebone. Correct. So this would probably have to be a little bit of a shadier uh, knife maker, assuming they are yeah. not making these things themselves, but hey, what if, you know, doesn't hurt to try things. So William would like to go around to a couple shady... Uh, little workshops he knows and see if they have had any orders for, um, you know, three or four whalebone knives put in uh, as of recent. All right. I'm trying to decide if that would be talk. Yeah, it'd probably be talk quietly because you're not trying to bring suspicion onto you quietly or cleverly. I'll give you one, your choice. Okay. I'm trying to beat a nine. Okay. Don't forget, you do have momentum to spend if you want to roll extra dice. 
Uh, hold on to that for a little bit. Let's okay. see. Do I have any good focuses? You can persuade also, as a focus. You can also hmm. add chaos to the pool if you nah, want. That's fine. <laughs> no, f- nope. Nope. Oh, wait, I have void. You do have void. You can re-roll those. Um, let me see. Do you start off with like how many do you, you start out with? You start out with one, and then you gain one at the end at the beginning of each session. So if you haven't spent any, then so you I have, have three. three. Yeah. All right. And so spend, your, your max, the max you can hold is also three. So go ahead and spend. Yeah. Yeah. You should probably spend. So let me re-roll, re-roll one of those. No, you can re-roll both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you can re-roll any amount of die that you want. Yeah, but I have to do I have to spend a void point for every no, die. No, just the okay. one. Just the one. Okay, cool. Yep. Well, then I'm rerolling both, and I watch me fail it again. Oh no. Wait, no! One success. You got one success, baby. All right. Oh, would um f- the focus persuade be applicable here? Yes. Because I have a two in persuade. Yes, you do. And that is a critical. Then that is a critical. So that means you get a momentum. Hey, because that is two successes. Nice on. All right. So you ask around and then there's one guy who you ask. And he says, I haven't gotten any orders for lots of whalebone knives, but. There was a kid who came along, asked me about how you would go about doing that. Gave me a couple of coins for my trouble. I wrote it down, gave it to him. He scampered off somewhere. I'm pretty sure that a kid isn't going to be making whalebone knives. Do you say kid? You mean like actual kid or? Actual kid. Like, I don't know, eight or nine. Can you give me what do you look like? What they look like? Uh, she was short, had a mousy look to her, dirty hair that was obviously not combed probably so, from poor street urchin. S- essentially it really was bliss <laughs> okay it was bliss time displaced well appreciate the info and i'll slip him a couple coins for his trouble i don't know i have 175 i will slip him three yeah that's fine he he nods in appreciation and goes back to his work okay so, street urchin. Let's see if I can track down a singular street urchin in the town of Dunwall. <laughs> I'm sure that will be e. Oh no! Actually, no. I have two friends who would actually be pretty much uh, way better at that than I would. Yes. Uh, let's go find friend. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Don't go to bless. She would just say, sorry, I'm planning a heist. <laughs> Another heist. Two in one week. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Friend William, how are you? Uh, painfully sober. Did your hunting bear fruit? Well, yes and no. See, I got a um, tip from a knife maker that somebody paid off a kid to ask them how to make knives out of whalebone. So I got a description of the kid, but I'm looking for a street urchin in the entire city, so... I see. Yes, of course. Well, 
Well, well, well. I do happen to know a man, and in fact, via me, you also happen to know a man. Excellent. I know many men, but I will... <laughs> Let's go see this particular man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the stage. Terrence Rutledge, a.k.a. the King of Rats. Yup, he's sitting in... He's sitting in the park, and he's st- he's just he's just staring at a chessboard, looking at what seems to be an unfinished game that was left there before. Sitting in the rain, so like nobody is playing with him. He's just trying to see like who had the upper hand in this game. I will pull my hat off of my head and give him a deep, sweeping bow and say, "My liege." Um, I'll give not quite as deep a bow, but I'll also say, "Sir." <laughs> He goes, ah, hello, welcome, please. And he gestures with his uh, with his hand to for, you, for one of you to sit across from him. Let's finish this game and see who would have won before the rain started. Ah, excellent. It's been too long since I've played you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, now play a real chess match right now. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Do you know how long it's been since I played chess? Do you know how long it's been since I've won a game of chess? The answer to the latter is never. <laughs> uh, time for you to learn, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I know how to play. I just, I just don't. I've never. Horsey moves in an L. It does. Horsey does move in L. A British man <laughs> taught me that. <laughs> All right. He goes. What can I help you with this day? He says as he. As the white side will move a bishop somewhere. <laughs> it's okay, Colin. Chess occurs. Chess occurs. Chess occurs. Well, 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 my good man, my my master of the streets, my associate, Mr. Bloodknuckle here, I believe has already approached you about the incident that occurred here not two nights ago. Ah, uh, yes. The High Overseer. Alright. Yes, yes, yes. We've been working on this case diligently, and I do not know if it is public knowledge yet, but I'm certain that this knowledge can be trusted to you, that the murder weapon was a well, at the murder weapon, but found inside the overseer's chest was a knife of whalebone. So we have sought out one such maker, and nobody was supplying anything of the kind, but one of our people told a girl how you might make one and was paid for it. Now, someone of her age would have no good reason to know of such fabrication methods. So we can only assume that it is done on someone else's behalf, and we must know who that was. In order to learn that, we must know where we can find this girl. So, I motion at William. She was described to me as unusually small and mousy. And of course, well, dirty, but that's given. Anything else? 
Hair color, eye color. Did he mention hair color? I think he did. He did. He did. It, it was, was just. Or, I think it was. If he didn't, he would have said it was brown. Okay. Uh, brown hair. I don't think he mentioned eye color. Hmm. 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 So yeah, we are perver- looking for the proverbial needle in the haystack. Yes. Yes. Someone like that, fairly nondescript, but. I tend to get into places that I'm not usually allowed in. I'm sure I can have an answer for you later tonight. Fair enough. Such, such kindness. So here's what I want you to do. Just roll a d20. And whoever gets a lower number wins chess. Well... <laughs> oh, 5-2-D-20, but both of those were lower. <laughs> both of those were lower, and I was going to go with the first thing anyway. So yeah, he goes, ah, congratulations. You won this round. You have chest sufficiently. <laughs> oh, an auspicious sign for the rest of the day. Defeating the king of rats in chess. I shall... Hold on. Does Dunwall have gambling? Does Dunwall have a lottery? Yeah, we g- literally have gambling. Yeah, I, there's. I'm involved in the gambling ring. I will need to go place some bets then. He says, "To be fair, I chose the side with a disadvantage at the start." But what a fucking sore loser! <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Ah, but nonetheless, even with even with a disadvantage, I. It has been ages since I even dared to dream that I could defeat someone of your caliber. Uh, he goes, you're too kind. Now, if you excuse me, I have a street urchin I need to find. And he gets up and he gives a polite bow and then he starts walking off to do his job. So is this guy like a dragon or something? Because, man, you're laying it on thick here. <laughs> My headcanon for this dude is that he's vermin supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Boot on the head and everything. <laughs> Which makes this cat's just incredible respect all the funnier to me. No, but here's something that neither of these, that would mean nothing to either of these chuckle fucks. His left hand is gloved. Ah, okay. That's something to know out of character, I guess. Yep. <laughs> what a nice man. Hmm. It's a wonderful source of information, and will absolutely trounce you at a game of chess if you allow him to. I still don't know how to play chess. I will teach you someday. The horse moves in and out. (laughs) (laughs) The game ends with the pawns to surround the king and force him to surrender. That's definitely how that works. The move is called the Bolshevik Revolution. <laughs> yeah, my pawns have um, organized a democracy, and they have decapitated the king and queen. Uh, they've also drowned the bishops, <laughs> and the horses have been eaten. So, <laughs> also they burned the rooks down. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, is there Incredible. anything that Monticelli would like to do before we go back to Bliss to see if she can break into? an extremely tiny office that only two people work in? No, I'm saving up my money for uh, making stuff. All right. 
Bliss, it takes a couple of hours, but eventually Maroney leaves his office, presumably to go have lunch. For lunch, huh? Yeah, so he might be gone for a while. How suspicious. Lunch. Like a murderer. <laughs> what kind of fucking criminal eats meals in the middle of the day? <laughs> fucking bushy fuck eats more than one meal a day. Kinds that don't live in gutters with dogs. Plus, if you want some food, I will buy you a sandwich. <laughs> anyway, is his secretary still there? Yes, but she's not particularly paying attention to the front door. I don't want to go in the front door anyway. Well. Hey, can I fucking pop his window open with a, with my crowbar? That's a good question, and the answer is yes, and I would make you roll Tinker quietly, since you're trying not to catch the attention of the secretary. I'm going to spend momentum for an extra die, then. Okay. Holy shit. Fuck him up. <laughs> well, now. Well, uh, so I guess that worked su- out fine, then. I just got three successes. Three successes. Okay, so... Uh, so, you pop open the window quietly and manage to sneak in. And I'm not even going to make you roll. If you want to knock her out for a little bit, you can. I assume this is a separate room. I'm not going to knock a woman out just to search a room. <laughs> okay. Look, my beef is with Maroni. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and roll me study swiftly. Uh, study swiftly. One success. One success. All right. What exactly are you looking for? I am looking for... Anybody he might have been in contact with regarding the overseer, anything he is, any like missives he's got regarding the over the high overseer, just literally anything that I can go on. Hmm. Anything incriminating would also help. Yeah, I should note this is I definitely killed the overseer. <laughs> <laughs> Job done, everybody. I did it because I hated him, and I don't regret it. <laughs> I plan to kill several more murders in this style. I hope nobody's reading this note, otherwise that'd be really <laughs> embarrassing for me. I hope I don't forget to take my murder note and burn it. <laughs> note to self, please stop writing confessions and leaving them around my office. So, no, you don't find anything like that in his office. Do you see that there is a couple of things in his ledger that are like appointments for court dates that he is trying to push lawmakers into restricting advanced interrogation in gigantic fire quotes of uh, high overseers in the sense that if not stopping them completely, then making them almost impossible to carry out. All right. Well, this is kind of a bust then. It's not a bust. It's a successful failure. (laughs) You have crossed a name off the list. Mm -hmm. Well. I'll take anything valuable. Does he have anything? Yeah, does he have anything worth stealing? You open up a drawer and there's some loose change in there. Uh, (laughs) Give yourself 20 coin. He's not a murderer. (laughs) 
but he is a jerk, so I don't feel bad about this. <laughs> I'm behind a fucking pear, just so I hope he forgets it and it rots. <laughs> What's his calling card? A rotten Tibian pear. I thought the uh, the calling card was the smell of wet dog. Because remember, it is raining and you do have a wolfhound. That's just kind of what the city smells like. Uh, fair enough. Actually, who, might be in a- who can smell anything hmm. over all of this? Also, I, actually, I didn't bring the dog in with me. Yeah, I know. I, I, and also, I'm saying like maybe the smell of wet dog might actually be an improvement. Yeah, over Victorian not English, city. <laughs> Victorian city. Like rotten pear would be an improvement, actually. <laughs> Did someone leave an air over the conspicuous in my office? smell of shit in the river? Shit, like shit and whale guts and smog. Acid rain. Anyway, okay, well, I stole from a rich lawyerly dude. I would feel bad if he wasn't rich. Oh yeah, he's like a fairly well-to-do lawyer, so he's kind of rolling in the dough. His small office is only because he doesn't want to spend more money in a better part of town on a bigger office. He's thrifty. Yeah. Got it. Okay, well, he's pretty unsuspicious. Nothing completely conspicuous. He does fit the description of the murderer, but nothing really points to him right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, does anybody else have anything they would like to do? Actually, I've looked up the rules, and I want to try and create an upgrade right now. Okay. I want to make my knuckle dusters more effective. What, I thought you had to have blueprints to do that. As an inventor, I start with a folio of experimental blueprints. Well, shit, I gotta talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. Can you make them explode? What would you like to do with your knuckle dusters? Well, I will need to succeed on a uh, tinker test. Okay. Each attempt takes four hours, so this this is basically my afternoon. Okay. The first test, at least. And uh, I would like to spend a momentum to roll three dice, because the difficulty is two, and then I need to fill a stress tracker of four. Oh, dang. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I will spend a void point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the folks at home, the reason he's spending a void point is because there are three failures and a complication. Yes, and I am tinkering cleverly for the record. Yeah, I which gives me an eleven. Oh, there we go. Well, there we go. Okay, so three successes, difficulty two. So that's one that carries over the stress tracker. I think that yeah, it goes into the stress tracker. Which means I've got one more point to go, because uh, you inflict two stress on the track with each successful tinker test. Hmm. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm not sure if that third success carries into the stress tracker or into momentum. Uh, it goes into momentum. All right. I will indicate two or four stress. I'll need to get back to that later. But hey, I've given my momentum back into the pool. Mm-hmm. And what are you do? So what are you doing? What is what are these knuckle dusters going to do? Well, I'm welding spikes onto them. Oh, okay. Ouch. Well, when I am complete, the knuckle dusters will be three damage instead of two. Okay.
Well, with the afternoon spoken for, for everybody, we will go do the two things that friend needs to do. So friend, who do you want to meet first or do you want to send William to go talk to Terrence when you're speaking to the acting high overseer? I figure William and I can meet Terrence together again. Okay. Uh, are you going to take him to the meeting with the high overseer for the evidence? Oh. Okay. I don't see what use I would be. Yeah. So. Unless you want to see if I can ring one of those masks like a bell. <laughs> However, before I go, I need to confer with my team. Okay. So I would have explained the situation to them that I got into the overseer's office and got an audience with the acting high overseer. He fits the description of our killer. And he has offered to provide me with the results of their investigation thus far in exchange for the results of our investigation thus far. So I need to know what I'm telling him, what I'm not telling him. Well, no reason to save the... uh nobles back for anything, so I will provide the list of three suspicious nobles that is in the handout. Alright. Well, I'd rather not give up the fact that we have a witness in what he saw. I feel like it would be counterproductive to let him know he's a suspect. See, I have thoughts about that. Because because this man, this man... He's not quite as good at concealing his emotions as he thinks he is. So I could perhaps wind him up a little bit, and then let him off the hook. See if he starts breathing a little easier. And actually providing the witness description with the list of nobles could do that. If he is the killer, then he'll know that he has someone else he can pin this on. If he isn't the killer, he'll understand that, even though he does look like the suspect, that we don't necessarily consider him, we aren't necessarily going to go after him. It's certainly a plan. Just, uh, you know, just don't tell him where where I got the information. Wouldn't dream of it. I'd rather not have Barry breathing down my neck over this. Understood. Yeah, Barry does have a reputation where he is fine and pleasant to talk to, but the minute you disrespect him or cross him, he's a very different person. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I I think I said that Bliss lives on the coast near the distillery district, so like, maybe don't piss where you eat kind of thing. Yeah. I do hope you understand my not wanting to visit the Overseers directly. Uh, As I've mentioned before, I have something of an interest in the occult, and they do not appreciate that interest. We'll continue to keep that in mind. I mean, they were there when Brother uh, Timothy basically threatened you, so... Yeah. As demonstrated by that particular incident... 
I have not forgotten, and I will keep your name as out of my mouth as I possibly can. All right. All right. Moving the scene, and since we are moving the scene, I am lowering the momentum. Not seven. That's not lowering it at all. Ha ha. No, 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 that, that's fine. That, don't worry about it. <laughs> Working as intended. You're also lowering the chaos, right? That's not how chaos works. Fuck off. <laughs> so, you head to the office of the High Overseer. You do the things that you need to be done to get to the actual office as opposed to just the building, which is called the office. And eventually walks in acting High Overseer Kirk Bailey. And he has quite a stack of papers for you. And he places them gently on the desk and he goes here's all the things that we are able to share with your investigation oh my lord yeah <laughs> can you see why i was a little angry when i lost all this by not sa- oh. by accidentally not saving it jesus fucking christ colin <laughs> why would you not like write this out in a proper word document and then copy and paste it <laughs> Because I wasn't thinking, in case you Clearly. haven't noticed, I'm not smart. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. But... What are these asterisks? Okay. Yeah. Have to scroll further down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hold on a second. <laughs> a long string of expletives. <laughs> Hold on. Finbar Humphreys? Yeah. Related to Barry Humphreys? No, that is Barry. Oh, Finbar. I get it. Barry is short for Finbar. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is this a thing you decided, or like a thing? That's a thing. I mean, if my name was Finbar, I'd go by Barry too. <laughs> I can think of several names that I would choose over Finbar. <laughs> God, I hope there's nobody named Finbar listening to this podcast. I'm sorry, Finbar. If we are making fun of your name. I think they understand. Yeah, if there is, if there is, we love you and you're valid. Yes. Anyways, for the folks at home, uh, this is fucking uh, 1,100 words that (laughs) Colin has just dropped into our lap. So I'm not going to be reacting to this in real time. I I hope you all will forgive me. (laughs) Listen, I said that he was not popular by the other overseers. So there you go. It could have been worse. All I right. could have t- actually typed out the transcripts of the interviews. And he did all this in a week? I did all this in a day. No, like, all of this happened over, like, the course of a week? Oh, no, no, no. You'll see the dates that, uh... These are a lifetime, it looks like, because uh, 1849, okay. 1850. Yes. Yeah, Fisher was a regular overseer before he ascended. Okay. I have misunderstood. What is the expletive? Looks like some of these are directed at the Overseer from his former position. All right, it's funnier to me. It's really funny to imagine that he's like, all right, I'm high Overseer, fuck everything, and just goes around just (laughs) just being as rude as humanly possible to everybody. (laughs) Because nobody can touch him now. Hold on, I need need answers. It says, he broke my expletive again. (laughs) What is the expletive? Shit. Why wouldn't it be shit? Okay, I've gone through okay. the recent complaints list. It looks like, for the most part, the issue is that 
Fisher was too progressive for the organization, for, or for a lot of the members of the organization's liking, and may have been involved in an overseer cult, because he keeps confiscating outsider items and bone charms, and they just sort of vanish after that. I will say this. There is a recurring name for the complaints given to him by the other overseers, and that is Brother Morley. Morley, Morley. And also, also because you might not notice this because of how dense it is, one of the recent complaints from the general citizenry is from Alexander Gauthier, which you might recognize as one of the names that you have not crossed off yet on the list of nobles that could have done the deed. I like that you've got fucking Terrence in here, this rude-ass <laughs> motherfucking overseer just interrupting his chess game for no good goddamn reason. <laughs> it is in this secretary's opinion that they could not for the life of them understand a single word this man was saying, but he seemed angry about something involving Fisher. Unknown vagabond. Christ. All right. <laughs> and Barry seems pretty unhappy with him. Huh. That's actually something to consider. That, uh, that Barry might be lying. Well, no, because we... Bliss determined that he was not lying about the bottle. Oh, 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 yeah. And his okay. presence on the scene kind of falls apart without that being true. So, well, no, it actually doesn't. He literally could have killed the high overseer and then put the bottle there and left. All right, so that's something to keep track of. All right, so in character, I will allow my eyebrows to raise up into my hair and give a sort of like, <laughs> this is quite a lot of work that you have done in such a short amount of time. Well, we are trying to solve a murder of a rather high-profile member of our order, so we're putting in some overtime. I can see that. By the way, Colin. Hmm. And this isn't something that Harlow would necessarily care about, but is, uh, is our acting high overseer wearing gloves? All the overseers wear gloves, so yes. Okay. Out of the uniform. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. It's also fairly common in high society, which is why I've always been wearing gloves every time you've mm. seen me. By the way, that would have been a thing that I would have asked the rest of the group, is how do we feel about telling the overseer that our murderer has uh, heretical abilities? Did we, like, establish that? I mean, obviously, Barry said that the murderer disappeared, but did we, like, establish anything about that? And remember, he did say he was drunk, so time could have just been skipping for him. He must have been all quite drunk. Yeah, that's, like, fucking blitzed. You don't have yeah. the coordination to put a bottle down carefully and sneak away if you're so drunk that you are losing it chunks of time. Exactly. But I'm just saying he that he is admittingly not a great 
witness because he's he's not sure of himself, but it's more than what you had before, so. I would say maybe don't spread word that this person has uh, void powers because we could potentially use that fact to our advantage, the, the fact that they don't know that we know, to our advantage. And because the overseers might go into Inquisition mode and then just start kicking everything before we can get to it. Right, got it. Okay. Yeah, I will I will pick through the papers and just sort of look over them and say, regardless of the haste, this is quite impressive. You must run a very tight ship here. I do. It, this was mostly things that we just had to look through the old notes to find, but we are, like I said, trying to solve a murder mystery of the High Overseer, so... Of course, of course. Honestly, I I feel as though that what I, what I am bringing to the table is a little bit lacking in the face of all of this. He takes a look at the stuff that you bring to him, and he goes... I don't, I, oh, oh, I haven't oh. put anything on the table yet. Oh, okay. All right. And he goes, and what did you bring to me? Uh, well, I have a, turns out that there was a witness. Really? Go on. Well, our witness, and of course, you must understand that it is a, it is a, point of professional order that I cannot give you their name, but I can certainly tell you everything that we learned from them. That we we have a description of our culprit. And I, just, I pick up one of the like, like I assumed I don't know if Dishonored has like staplers, but I assume that these things have been like sort of bound together into relevant groups instead of right. just it being Fucking 50 loose-leaf sheets. Exactly, yes. Uh, so I, I picked one up, and I just... I, I started thumbing through it, and I'm, like, sort of half-facing Bailey, mm-hmm. so I can observe him out of the corner of my eye. I say, so, uh, the information that we have is that our culprit is most certainly male, most certainly... Karnakin, dark of hair, tall, short hair on his crown. And and how does he look at this point? Roll me study cleverly. Right, well, that is a nine. Uh, I'm going to take a momentum for this one. I'm going to roll three. Oh. That is one success and one complication. One success mm. and one complication. I'm sitting on two void. I'm going to spend one to roll those two failures. Okay. Cast them fucking dice into the void. That makes two successes now. All right. So you get a momentum. Mm-hmm. You see him like raising an eyebrow and getting a bit pensive. But other than that, like he's he seems to be keeping it cool for the most part. 
and then I'm going to say the last bit. And quite clean-shaven. How does he react to that? He goes, interesting, interesting. Hmm. He doesn't, like, relax a little? There isn't, like, a, a little bit of tension leaving his body? Not really. You're not sure if that is because he was pensive in the first place, or if he's just, you know, ice cold about the whole thing. So we have that description, and we have done a little bit of legwork. We have found a few possibilities. And at that point, I will produce what might be the only piece of paper that I have on me, which is the list of noble suspects. And I will take it out and look it over. One of our investigators has a bit of an in with the more well-to-do parts of our city and found a few people oh i i'm so terribly sorry that last bit of the description was wrong in fact quite the opposite wrong the face of our killer is in fact quite hairy indeed were you simply misspeaking or were you actively lying to me I wouldn't dream of it. You must, you must understand, I am a bit overwhelmed with the information you've given me, and it was a mistake on my part to peruse it while attempting to relay information to you. It was an honest mistake on my part. Good, because I wouldn't want you breaking the second stricture. That's... Definitely something I would know about in character, but I don't add a character. It's basically the opposite of the Ten Commandments. They are things that will most definitely be bra- brained you a heretic, the seven things, and the second stri- stricture is lying tongue. Ah, understood. Yep. Yes, it. I genuinely got it reversed, and it reoccurred to me as I reviewed these names. My investigator made a point of noting how opulent Rokas Har's facial hair was, and that brought me back to the truth of the matter. Hmm. Well, everyone makes mistakes, I suppose. He says, not really buying it, but he's not also going to, like, drag you to the dungeons and start interrogating you. So, <laughs> all right. Um, what other information? I suppose I would give him my account of the crime scene that recounts stuff that I'm sure he already knows, but is worthwhile to confirm on both sides, anyways. That there was no sign of a struggle except at the very edge of the platform that he was pushed from. Mm hmm. You're also giving him the three names. Yes, of, I do uh, turn over the sheet of paper that has the the list of nobles on it. All right. Okay. I don't tell him about possible void powers. I don't tell him the witness. I don't tell him. I don't tell him about the note. Is that all we have? I think that's all you have. I haven't. We haven't gotten anything. back from Fisher yet. 
Liz hasn't gotten any information that I could give to him. William hasn't gotten any information that we could give to him. So I think that's it. All right. Oh, one other thing is um, just a point of interest that came up in the course of evaluating these notes. You heard that there is apparently a bit of a get-together scheduled at the Boyle estate in the coming months. Yes, happens every year. A masquerade ball of some sort. Hmm. Personally, I've never been invited. I don't make the standing for it, but it does does provide a point of concern with regard to our hypothesis about the line that this killer may be pursuing. Well, hopefully we'll catch him before months pass. One can only hope. Well, if that's all, then I'm going to go do some more investigations. Good day. And likewise shall I. Good day to you, sir. Do I get to take all of these notes home with me? Oh yeah, you get to... Like, these are copies made for you. Bitchin'. Alright, so yeah. I'll fucking get back to the hotel room and just, like, put them down on a table, commandeer the most comfortable chair in the room, and get to work actually reading them. Okay. All right, so after you're done with that, then Terrence, the meeting with Terrence. A lovely little urchin is sent to summon us. Yep, not not the same urchin that you're looking for, <laughs> but... uh, uh but That would have just been too good. That would have been so good if Terrence sent us the one that we're looking <laughs> for to retrieve us. No, it's not, unfortunately, the same one. But you are led to a very small apartment building. And you go up to the third floor and eventually the door is opened. And inside, Terrence kind of lives in a little bit of squalor. Not so oh, much. Yeah, he's he's a nobody. Yeah, not not so much that like he would be 100 percent just disease ridden. But 100%, you do see a few rats running around. I mean, he's the rat king. Yep. And he goes, Well, I have good news and I have bad news. Isn't that always the way of the world? I would leave it to your discretion to meet out the good and the bad. Yes. The good news is we found her. The bad news is, not alive. That is very bad news, actually. Oh, my. Seems that your little bone knife-making friend wanted to tie up loose ends. Yes, that would be the way of things. Colin, did I just, like, metagame a child to death here? A little bit. (laughs) a tiny bit. I feel bad now. 
Look, look, ape, ape, think of it this way. Think of it this way. Had you not created a situation that necessitated her existence, she never would have existed at all and would not have gotten to enjoy the life that she had up to the point of her untimely murder. The life of being a street urchin? (laughs) I'm sure that was a wonderful life for her. Joy and purpose can be found in the gutters. It's true. (laughs) Yes, uh, unfortunately, she was... Well, let's just say at least the person who did it knew what they were doing and they did it quickly. So she did not suffer. Yay? Small victories. My friend, small victories. Small mercies. Yes, yes, yes. How, um... Out of curiosity, how was she killed? Broken neck. Ah, I see. Something anybody with a good pair of hands could do with someone so small. Yes. Fortunately, does not narrow anything down for us. Did she live anywhere? Was she known to inhabit any particular alleyways or abandoned buildings? He'll give you a couple that I did not one hundred. I one hundred percent did not think of. So I don't have that prepared ahead of time. So yes. The short answer, and he does give the locations, but I'm I'm not going to go into details about it. Well, perhaps she had friends who she spoke to between getting the job and completing the job. Perhaps. I did not think to ask, unfortunately. Who could you have asked? The other urchins that live there. And like a rat just straight up runs across his foot and he does not even react. (laughs) Valid. Well, I will not I will not ask any more of your feet today. I will go run this errand myself. Where did you find the body, if I can ask that? He gives you the location because, again, I do not <laughs> think that far ahead. That's fair. But it's not too, too far from where you were asking about the, uh, the whalebone knives. Hmm. Probably won't find anything there. We can check that out, maybe. Absolutely worth checking. Well, many thanks for your time, sir. You're welcome. Any time spent talking to people is usually enjoyable. What do we owe the man? You don't owe him anything. Okay. I owe him something. He just hasn't said it yet. Yeah. He has some cost that he's going to extract from me for the first meeting. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile. Back at the ranch. As well. Well, back at the Pearl Parador, actually. Monticelli, there's a knock at your door. All right, well, who's there? When you look through the peephole, you see three overseers in the non-traditional overseer outfit. With the masks on, it's hard to tell who it is, 
but you probably have a very sneaking suspicion that it's your favorite overseer, Brother Timothy. I open the door, welcome him in. Ask him if he uh, wants anything to drink before we head over to the stage. Presumably he has that order ready, and I would like to see it, please. He goes, of course, certainly, I'm not having it any other way. And he holds up a paper, hands it to you, and you can roll all day and all night. It is 100% legitimate. He got a judge to sign, and there's even a stipulation in there that he will not reveal the nature of how the trick is actually done to anyone else so long as it is not heresy. All right, this looks to be in order. Do they accept anything? He goes, no, thank you. I would rather get this done as soon as possible. Thank you. Ooh, all right. So yeah, I take him to the stage. Mm-hmm. And he gets right on top of the stage with you, and he goes, please, proceed. Ah, well, you see, the main innovation for this trick is simply a matter of telling the audience that I am in one place, when in actuality I am somewhere completely different. Now, uh, the chains, and I've brought the chains out, are of course real, but seeing as you are a connoisseur of stage acts, I'm sure you understand that when they are wrapped around a sufficiently trained magician by a sufficiently trained assistant, Getting out of them is no trouble at all. Of course. Now, uh, if you will follow me up to the catwalks. The ladder is over there. They do tend to be rather narrow. Maybe just one of you. Yep, uh, he will climb up with you. This is his pet project, after all. Yeah. So, as I said, the trick is in misdirection, and... Well, it's really quite simple once you get behind the curtain, as is true for many a magic act. I call this my chain jangler, and I point to a box that is closed up, full of uh, mechanical parts, I, and uh, it's got sort of a couple of openings with uh, a rope that is just stretched in a loop underneath it. When I am pulled up above the view of the audience, I quickly take off the chains, and then, and I'm doing this, demonstrating as I am uh, talking about this, I quickly put the chains onto the rope here, reinsert it into the jangler, and push this button. And uh, at this point, the chain jangler starts yanking the rope in and out, seemingly at random. And uh, it makes the chains rattle. Interesting. And with that, it sounds as if I am up here, when in actuality I am quickly and quietly making my way across the catwalk, down that ladder that we took to get up here. And once the chain jangler runs out of energy... I just uh, give the rope a yank because it hasn't run out yet. Chains clatter to the ground, and to exactly two seconds after that, I step onto the stage and provide my final bow to the audience. 
And what I am not telling him is that I never got the chain jangler to work quite right. <laughs> but that it works well enough for a, for a demonstration when I am right next to the thing. And as far as all of my assistants are concerned, this is how it works. But it's not how I perform the trick in actuality. All right. Go ahead and roll me. Talk cleverly at a difficulty three. All right. Anybody mind if I borrow a couple of momentum? Fucking go for it. I think it's reasonable you take a couple of them. <laughs> I, uh, I, I would not like to have one of our party members arrested by the <laughs> wizard cops, so please expend the community resources necessary to ensure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> All right, I will roll uh, four dice. Okay. And uh, could I get the resolve critical bonus? Yes. This uh, difficulty range? For talk cleverly is uh, 10. 10. So you got him. That's three. You got three successes. You squeaked by. Oof. Well, sounds got good to me. Him. Bye then. So he goes, That is to my satisfaction. Thank you very much. And I. Do sincerely apologize for all the inconvenience I've put you through. Oh no, you're you're not the first overseer who's questioned my methods. Uh, it comes with the territory. You, I'm sure you understand. Of course, I certainly do. Well then, if there's nothing else on your end, then I bid you good night. Ah, uh, no, I'm. Certainly fine here. Good luck with the heretics. <laughs> he goes, We in the Diha always do. And they all walk off. Schmucks. <laughs> There's another one born every minute. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a lot easier to find, you know, magicians that are using magic? To like just like bring one of those music boxes to the shows the and if they fuck boxes, up. music boxes actually after the events of Dishonored One, the music boxes are pretty much destroyed. And by the time Dishonored Two rolls around, there's a new model, but they haven't got quite gotten it working yet. Hmm. I thought it was that they were all put in storage and they were out of tune. That too, like it depends. Like, like Corvo, some of them just, just like Corvo's like okay, just like get rid of that shit. I just, I want that shit gone. Make it go I away. Go I want it gone. Just I it. hate that music. I'm not going to give you any more explanation than that. I'm the fucking spy master. Get rid of that shit. Cargo just really hates math rock. <laughs> no one anywhere in the Empire can dance to this. I want it destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, Bliss, is there anything you want to do? Yes. I want to go to Caldwin's Bridge and see if I can find any evidence of my missing person. Who I don't know if you ever named. I don't believe I did, but if you give me a hot second, I can ask Heathbot for a name. Willemar Barrett. Abdul Darosa. Okay. Why not? 
Abdul? Is that a name that would happen in this world? Abdul? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Who cares? I don't. May as well. Alright, so yeah, you're you're on basically the other side of Coldwind's Bridge. Like, right around here-ish. So, go ahead and roll me... Oh, wait, so tell me how you're doing this, first of all, before I tell you to roll something. So he was out bar hopping, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, he was bar hopping. So I'm looking for, I'm probably looking for a pub that was uh, nearest to Caldwin's Bridge. And, uh, you know, just checking to see if he popped in there. Who saw him on the night he disappeared, that kind of thing. Which would, I don't know, probably be like... God, I don't even feel like it would talk anything, because it's just such a basic question. Like, hey, did you see this guy? Well, I mean, you can... Like, you were given, like, a description and such, so, like, you can ask around. And also, he is a noble, so he would be fairly well-known. Yeah. And just, you know... Uh, asking the local, uh, the local street population if they saw some kid with too much money get dragged off somewhere. Yeah, so go ahead and talk quietly. No, not quietly. Talk clever. Talk careful. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to decide. Talk. Why, don't, why don't you have Chloe make a case yeah. for a talk? Yeah, go. Yeah, what what style do you think this would be? I would argue that she's just trying to canvas as many people as possible. So talk swiftly. All right. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. All right. Let's roll two d twenty. That's one success. That's a success. So. You're striking out for a little bit, but when you get to the singing bat in, the bartender goes, wait a minute, that guy, the, uh, the, the Rosa guy? Yeah, yeah, uh, he was in here the other night, sure. Uh, bit more money in sense? Yeah, he was showing, showing off one of those weird bone things. And, uh, bragging about how how lucky it was and like how he he's gonna live forever and you know stuff a drunk rich brat like that would talk about you know yeah more 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 money than sense exactly got it so what did the overseers drag him off or something uh i didn't see him anywhere around here but it's possible that someone probably told them about it so you know there's always those people who like to try and stay on their good side so that way if something bad happens to them then the overseers look the other way right 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 right. they didn't see him leave with anybody uh i only saw him leave with the with the friends he came in with so he didn't really leave with anybody extra but he was traveling with like two or three different people uh did happen to look outside though they split up after they were done in here so he wandered off by himself okay bragging about a lucky bone charm 
and then he disappeared. Mm-hmm. So maybe the overseers have him. All right. Maybe. Probably. You can go ask them. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because I want to go talk to the overseers. All right. I, I dropped like three coins on the counter. Yeah, th- thanks for the info. He uh, he nods and goes back to like cleaning mugs. Oh, one more thing. Uh, you know who he was with? Uh, I didn't recognize any of the other ones, but uh, he was hanging out with uh, Lucia Pastor. I think he, I think they were dating. Is that a noble name? Yes. Great. Okay. Yeah, th- thanks, buddy. No problem. Great. Okay, so... I can either go talk to the overseers, or, uh... I can go ask his lady friend. Well, it makes the most sense to me to ask his lady friend, because I don't know, like, if the overseers actually have him. Right. And I figure she would know where he went when they split up. Yep. All right. So you're about to go across Caldwin's Bridge again to the estate district, which is where basically all the rich people live. And then you hear the familiar winding of the announcement system, which is odd this late at night. And the announcer says... Attention guards, please report to the distillery district immediately. Attention, and then he gives all four of your names. Report there as well. Attention, overseers, please report there as well. Oh, boy. I turn around and I head back towards the distillery district. Uh, I fucking parkour you know, actually, like my life depends upon it. Yeah, actually, I fucking take off running. <laughs> what about the other two? Well, I'm not going to beat the overseers there, probably. Well, uh, exactly what time of night is it? It's just after your meeting with the Dia, actually. All right. Still might have some time before the show, but I will have to inform the uh, the assistants that they may have to delay for me. Okay. As I quickly grab a ride, a carriage over. Yep. And William, you were with friend, and they are parkouring for their lives. Yeah, actually. Hey, can I try and like roll something to see if I can get to the distillery just before the overseers do? Yeah, straight sure. up, I want to roll to be there first. Sure, move swiftly. Ah, okay, so... You have two momentum. I would like to spend one. I am going to spend a void point to re-roll that. Okay. Alright. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, that's two successes. You can't re- and you can't re-roll re-rolls, is the thing. Well, something, uh, some sort of complication happens to Bliss. Yup. I can't think of anything. So, behold, chaos reigns. Alright, so, I rolled two successes to parkour like a monster. Okay, so you're definitely going to get there before the overseers. So, you're actually the first one there, unless William wants to try and also roll swiftly. 
Um, hmm. Well, I mean, my move and oh, my swiftly wait. are both four, so. Uh, actually, Colin, that's uh, that's three successes. I have oh. focused five on free running. So that okay. two counts okay. as two. All right. Well, when I just when I see William on the street, I'll just open the carriage door. And says, "Come on in, man." Yep. All right. So, the only one who beats the overseers there is going to be friend. And in fact, right. you also beat the guards there. Well, no, you don't beat the guards there because the guards would need to show you where, where the hell to go. They, someone found the body. So. <laughs> you beat the rest of the guards. Yeah. I beat everybody who didn't find the body in the first place. Right. So, yeah, you beat everybody else there except for the guy who found the body. Because obviously this is what that's, this is happening. And it's like an older gentleman who looks up and he goes, oh, are you one of the ones who were called over the speaker? That is I, yes. Yeah, you even beat the guards here. That's impressive. Uh, f- f- should we wait for everybody else? Or should Did I you just- find the body while mining, old man? He's <laughs> <laughs> golden in their hills. <laughs> There's gold in them there teeth. Let's get them out. (laughs) Please, good sir. Any amount of time wasted ruins the scene evermore. All right. All right. Well, I'll show you in. And then like he starts like leading you into I'm going to circle it right here. So right by Maroney's office. And he goes, well, I, I was just wandering down here and I heard a terrible ruckus. And turns out it was, well, it was, a sh- it was a shitload of rats. I just opened the door and they just started running out everywhere. It stomped on a few of them. They didn't seem to bother me, nothing. But I, I start coming down here and, well, I found this. And before you, you wouldn't recognize him. But someone would eventually when they get here because... What you see is the body of Lorenzo Moroni. Oh. Hmm. Well, he's never going to find that up there now. The thing is, it's only about half of Moroni. The top half. Because the bottom half looks like it has been chewed a lot. Like, there are intestines and bits hanging out. Uh, he's got, like, this look of, like, sheer terror on his face, and in his heart is a note stabbed with a whalebone knife that says, what do we do with the drunken whaler? Does it have the entire verse on it? No. The the first one didn't have the entire verse either. It just, it only had the phrase, what do we do with the drunken whaler? Well, feed him to the hungry rats for dinner. Yep. Now we just have to figure out how to weigh hay and up she rises to murder someone. <laughs> <laughs> so I will, I will sort of, as, as soon as he opens the door, I will sort of stand in the doorway and I will ask him, have you touched the body at all? No, no, hell no. Why would I want to? No, God. Very good. How thoroughly have you examined it? Not very. I don't even know who the poor fella is. Very good. Close your eyes. Okay, are you going to stab? He closed no, his eyes. No, I'm not. <laughs> Describe the scene to me. 
Well, there's a feller sitting in what appears to be a cage with a smaller cage in it. Probably the rats that have been kept kept in. And they might have been awfully hungry. I ain't seen a rat eat a body since the plague. And well, like, and then I see this this feller half eaten, terror in his eyes, and that that's about it. That is all. That is all of the details that you took in. Pretty much. Very good. Go wait outside for the others so you can direct them in. All right, he does so, and like right as he Time does that, to get back to my panning. <laughs> <laughs> no. Very quickly, I am going to remove the note and stuff it in my shoe. Okay. Because if there was a note at the second scene, there's a good reason to believe that there's a note at the first scene, and that incriminates us. Mm. Now, if there's a note at the third scene, we can play it off as, perhaps our killer is worried we didn't get the message on the first two. But... For this, for this second one, I would like to not have that problem. Well, right. we, we can always just explain our reasoning behind concealing the notes. And the fact mm-hmm. that the killer, if someone knows about it who uh, didn't spot the body, then... Yeah, but I've already told oh, the overseers the that I've given them all the information we had, and I didn't tell them about the note. That means I lied to them. All right. They can't know that we did that. Ooh, what tangled webs we weave. I just just want to make it clear that it's not necessarily game over if they discover the notes. Right. But it would require a lot of dice rolling that I'm not keen on doing. And you will sure. look like a jerk. Sure. Everybody else, guards, overseers, other players, arrive at basically the same time. And the old man leads them inside and the guards look sick the overseers wearing masks so don't look like anything yeah one of them vomits a little in the mask yeah uh, oh, oh it's in my no. mask <laughs> these things are lined with velvet it's never coming out <laughs> yes everybody all the players you see there he is tied to the chair. He's got a whalebone knife stabbed into his heart. He's got half-eaten lower body. But Bliss, you do 100% recognize this man as Lorenzo Moroni. Wow. I guess Moroni didn't do it. That's just what he wants us to think. <laughs> Quite disturbing, once again. God alive, I've not seen anyone eaten by a rat since the plague. That is... Oh, that's unpleasant. I'm just going to tap Preacher's shoulder and uh, say quietly, uh, Did you make any notes while you were here? A few, yes. Any one in particular? Mm. We will be certain to compare them once we've examined it. I see. Well, um, once again, I will leave inspecting the body to someone more suited to it. I will 
Check the perimeter, see how it may have gotten here. I want to use my dog to verb at the body. And by that I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Verb adjectively. Use wolfhound on body. I want to see if I can get uh, Ratcatcher to follow the trail that took him here. Okay, so go ahead and roll me Ratcatcher's Survive Cleverly, I want to say. That is two successes. That's two successes on Ratcatcher. Nice on. Good dog. Momentum. Fast Um. (laughs) Yep. So he will lead you out. It's still drizzling a little bit, so the scent is a little harder to follow. It, it takes him quite a long time to find it, but he leads you to a restaurant, and the way he goes to the restaurant is through an alleyway, and from the restaurant, he leads you back to the office. So obviously, he was coming back from lunch and that's when it happened at some point between him returning from lunch and now. So he was returning from lunch, somebody presumably jumped him or let him away? Presumably. Or chased him down. We're about eight blocks away from his office. Yeah. Can I ask the people at the restaurant if he left with anybody? If he was eating with anybody? meeting somebody here for lunch. It's fairly late, so there's not really a lot of people here, but I'm not going to make you roll for it. The people that are there say, no, he left alone. Okay. Bummer. I am going to pick over the body. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) Only the lower half. Yeah. Go ahead and roll me study carefully. If you're picking over it, I would think that's carefully. I, I would like to make a case for study clever, because I am I'm specifically looking for because the overseer was hmm, no, the overseer was killed via the execution method in the song. But so is is Moronia a a big man? No, he's fairly average. In both height and build. Okay. So he wouldn't have exactly been a pushover then to disable. Exactly. So I am looking for bruises. Lore question here are like knockout drugs a thing in this yes. universe? Oh god, yes. The One of the things that you can get for your crossbow is tranquilizer darts. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so bruises, scrapes, puncture marks, large and small. Yeah, so go ahead and roll study cleverly. Attempting to figure out how he was knocked out. I'm attempting to roll below a nine here. That is a success. That is a success. When you lift up his head and like move his beard a little bit, you can see some red discoloration around his neck. Strangulation. So somebody somebody got behind him and choked him out. I see, I see. How um how big are the handprints? 
Oh, it's not hand. It's obvious when you look at it. Like somebody like started choking him out with like like their arm. Like they got behind him, was holding his head. Chokehold. Yep, chokehold. Yep. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So and I am narrating this out loud as I go, and as I tilt his head up and examine his neck, I comment aloud. Ah strangled into unconsciousness. All right. And uh, Overseer will comment, which suggests that, much like the first murder, this execution method was done before the stabbing. Why would he choke them out otherwise? Certainly. I would like to pause it, I say, turning to the Overseer. I think it's finally time to, like, get this little bit of information out into the open. I would like to pause it. How how familiar are you, good sir, with the the shanties of the navy? This one's fairly common. He goes, "Yes, I'm starting to see the pattern here." Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So it's interesting. It's interesting to me that is I I had the thought at the last scene that. Simply knifing your former commander in the back and then stuffing him in the sack would have been much safer and swifter for our for our mysterious killer. So it seems to me that this person has a particular interest in keeping to the letter of the rhyme. So perhaps... The strangulation did not kill, rather just knocked him out to have him moved here. Uh, the overseer nods in agreement. Tell me, your your order is particularly well studied, though of course not for personal use, in the workings of the occult. Correct? Correct. What know you of rituals? More than I would care to, but you are suggesting that this might have some sort of witchcraft behind the method? I just, I I cannot help but think that an empire-wide song known by anybody with a voice and ears, and even then, some with just eyes, killing them via this specific method and ensuring that they die exactly attuned to the tune. It has, it has the air of magic to it, to me. Uh, hold on one second, I want to see something... Well, actually, I actually am going to roll for them for this one. He did not hit either of those. Neither well, of those numbers. But I want him to know things. Duh, I don't get your reasoning. No, you probably didn't want him to know this particular one, which is why I was rolling for it. Oh, was it? Was it him like accusing me of? being a heretic for having that thought in the first place or something no, like that. No, 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 no. Nothing 
nothing so much as that. Uh, I was rolling to see if he could connect. Like, if they're dying in this way, then why the knives? <laughs> but he, he does not draw two and two together in that particular case. Okay. All right. So he just sort of nods and he goes, In that case, I will have to talk to my superiors about this. Uh, yes, Brother Bailey. We have spoken at length, he and I. Yes, of course. Him as well as Vice Overseer Timothy. I will look forward to hearing the musings from certainly one of them in the near future. He nods, and then the Overseers, basically seeing that you guys have it move off, except for one of them who's going to stay behind to make sure that you guys have the same notes, which... You already don't, because you're already withholding evidence from them. Fuck the cops. Yeah, well, fuck the overseers anyway. I still have a thing I wanted to do here. All right. What did Monticelli want to do? Monticelli knows from personal uh, research, if not direct experience, that a power usable by those connected to the Void is to incite swarms of vermin to devour your enemies. So what I would like to do here is search the premises for signs of rat habitation. Rat droppings, rat holes, that sort of thing. Because if rats live here normally, in large numbers, it's possible they might have devoured half of this person. But if they don't, then they were most likely summoned here by someone using the void. Not not to cut you off on that, but don't we know? We have a, a rat cage in here. Yeah, there's like a... there's I, I was debating on if you should roll or not, but yeah, there's like a small rat cage there, and in, in, in there there's like rat droppings, and it's big enough to hold a fairly large amount of rats, and it has a way of opening it without being directly in front of them. So even though... Rats have not been known to eat people since the plague. If they are starved, they could definitely just go after the closest source of meat and just start tearing into it. Well, in any event, I would like to study that and the surroundings for just more information about the rats. Yeah, uh, go ahead and study, I guess, carefully. Well, that's two successes. Right. That so. is one success if oh, it is one. carefully. Oh, okay. Judging from what you can tell, the rats were fairly large in number, but you can determine for sure with your ability to debunk the supernatural that they were not summoned, that they were probably painstakingly gathered and caught into this cage situation. And when you look inside the cage, it's actually a fairly elaborate thing. So that way they just don't eat each other. That it was a fairly elaborate way of getting them separated. So maybe that this cage was a custom job and someone else can tell you more about it. Could be another dead urchin. <laughs> So if they had, 
Then why leave the cage behind? I... Maybe they didn't need it anymore, but it is here as evidence. Perhaps too dangerous to retrieve it? It's not even concealed, though. It's obvious it's placed prominently next to the body. I have a question. How'd they get it in here? Yeah, is it big enough that one person could carry it around if full of rats? Yeah, it's big enough that one person could carry it around if full of rats. One average person? Uh, they'd have to be a little bit on the strong side, but, I mean, not too, too strong. So they got the body in here and the cage, and they did that without anyone noticing them doing it. Well, this is a fairly run-down part of town. I imagine if there are witnesses, they keep their mouths shut as a matter of course. I would like to investigate what possible points of entry there are for something like this. Okay. I'm not, I'm not even going to make you roll for this. Okay. Because uh, it's fairly obvious when you just, just by looking around, there is a door and there is one window that isn't boarded up. But aside from that, this place only really does have like the one entrance and exit. All right. I'd like to look out the window if I can. What is, is there like railings nearby? No, there's another building across the way. Like, well, actually, you can see the railings because if you look out, there's like railings right over here. You see the well, it's late enough that they wouldn't be operating now, actually. But uh, the, this is where the system for getting people around the city even faster than like carriages operates on. Okay, so if you were carrying, let's let's be generous and say that the killer was. Carrying first the rat cage and then the person, or vice versa, it doesn't matter, but not at the same time. Are there, like, ledges and footholds that they could conceivably use to get in through the window? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that was my question. Okay. Or, of course, they could have also just strolled right in the door, yeah. depending on who's paying attention. Exactly. Or they could have, um, popped right in. Okay, so in character, I don't know that magic is real. Well, in actually, you, you, you do. I've explained that the, uh, yeah, the, the bone charms are real. Okay, I don't know teleportation. Like, that's a little bit beyond common knowledge, I think. Unless you have also explained that to me. Well, you have heard the description of the guy just sort of instantly moving from one spot to another. That's to a the- lot more easily explained by an inconsistent witness than... Oh, well, I guess magic is real then. Yeah, the <laughs> thing about about people in most worlds where magic isn't a conceivable thing, they like to rationalize things away real quick. Ah, uh, I see I'm being called out. <laughs> you know about spells? But when we move on to being just the party alone, I would like to discuss motives. Because I think I've I've got a hypothesis for that. Yeah, Bliss probably, like, meanders back, and would it be reasonable to say that I could have made, like, a, like, roughly charted out as path between here and the uh, restaurant on my map? Yeah, I'll even include that on the, um, on the map that I will have for you guys to look at when I update it, but I'll draw it here real quick. 
Why was he going away from his office? So he must have been jumped somewhere outside of the restaurant because he wouldn't be going away from his office. Presumably. Right. Okay. And he has no reason to take the alleys, even as a shortcut. Yeah, no, fastest route is back onto the main thoroughfare. Yeah, I... I would share that with my companions in a way that did not alert the overseer. Um, speaking of the overseer, you said that there is an overseer still at the scene, yes? Yes. Is there still a guard here? Yeah, there's still a couple guards, but they're really not doing much, aside from trying not to cool. look at the at the body, because it's gross. I imagine their part of their job is probably removing the body. Yeah. They're waiting for you guys to be done before they start doing that, because they don't want to get in your way. Uh, I'm glad that I have representatives of uh, both authorities here, because as... Do, do I find anything else, Colin, interesting not on the really. body? Mm, actually, I need actually I need to give you guys a goodie. So, uh, oh. so give me, give me, you give me. do find in one of his uh, breast pockets a particular charm made out of bone. Mm. Okay, so when when I find that, I don't point it out. And Monticelli, are you staying within like shouting distance? I've been investigating the cage and the room. Oh, excellent. So I'll just I'll just call you over and just like say into your ear, can you do a little sleight of hand? Is there anyone even looking directly at us? No, not really. Poof. Excellent. So once that's taken care of, I would like to get the attention of the leftover overseer and at least one guard. And I would like to point at the knife and say, would anybody object too terribly strongly if I took this home with me? Uh, they go, no, not at all. Excellent. Brilliant. Free knife. Could be useful. You know, if these things are being handmade, that might tell us something. You might be able to, like, I don't know, determine if the killer's left-handed or something. <laughs> So yeah, I will withdraw the knife in such a way that I don't, like, exacerbate the knife wound. Mm-hmm. Careful, you might kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's evidence. I don't want to fuck up evidence any more than I have to. And I'll, uh, I will affix it to my belt in such a way that I am not going to cut myself on it. All right. And... My investigation is done. Everybody else? I don't see what else I could discern here in character. I'm the muscle. I'm not exactly the brains of the outfit. Don't limit yourself by what is and isn't possible, my friend. I, I think that explicitly does limit things. I think that Actually, is exactly the limit of things. You know, being the muscle, you have... Colin, are we on the ground floor? Yeah. We are on the ground floor, so we did not have to climb any stairs to get here. Correct. Okay. Listen, you just have to go beyond the impossible and kick reason to the curb. 
see, I'm trying to think about what could, what would a strong guy be thinking about? And you already thought of entryways. Flexing. <laughs> but what if you, what if you uh, focus down on entryways? You know, somebody carrying a body, even if it's just the body of an average man, that's got to be what? This guy probably weighed, like, what, 200 pounds at least? I mean, uh, yeah, I already kind of explored this with the cat with the uh, walkway thing. Like, if there's walkways that could support someone doing that, right? But are any of them scuffed? Yeah, all right, sure, scuffs, boot prints. Yeah, your uh, your footing is not going to be perfect when you've got two hundred pounds of dead weight on your shoulders. Sure. All right, I'll roll for that. What you want me to roll? Uh, go ahead and roll... Study strongly. <laughs> I guess study either carefully or cleverly, whichever one you want. They're both four, it doesn't matter. Okay. So I'm trying to beat an eight. Mm-hmm. Nope. Rip. So, all of us go back to Monty's hotel room. Mm-hmm. Not all Monty. So, I've had a look at those notes you brought from the overseer's place, and I have a tentative theory for the motive. Both of these individuals were trying to stop the overseers from being as effective and aggressive as possible. That is something to know. In the first case, someone witnessed someone apparently vanishing from one point and appearing in another. In the second case, someone was half-devoured by rats. And I happen to know through my investigations into the occult that there are certain individuals sprinkled throughout history who have shown the ability to manipulate such powers. To jump from one point to another in an instant, to command the vermin of the world to consume their opponents. My thought is that they may be attempting to frame void cultists as the killers of these uh, voices of moderation. But if that were the case, then they would remove that rat cage. Because that makes it plain that the rats had to be corralled. Rather than controlled. If a void user were to be killing voices of moderation, that would stir up the extremist faction. Which could follow through from the motivation of killing moderates. My theory is that if someone without void powers wanted to blame people who have void powers for these deaths and stir up the extremists... And leaving the cage behind was a mistake. Exactly. I see, I see, I see. Alright, I get where you're coming from. But if the person has a different sort of motivation, more personal, perhaps. But even so, if it's a personal motive, 
Then he's rubbing elbows with some very influential people on very opposite sides of the politics of this city. You were in the room when I recounted the, the hypothesis of a ritual to that overseer. Do you know anything about that? Is that a thing that exists in this world? Do I know that thing? Yeah, rituals are a thing. Uh, you've heard of people doing rituals in order to gain power of some sort. It's definitely a thing that will get the overseers cracking down on you if they catch wind of it, but it's it happens. Has there ever historically been a case of a ritual being tied to song lyrics in this way? I'm trying to think. You're the DM. Just declare it to be so. I know. I know. <sighs> yes. I mean, maybe not this specific song, but yes. Well, there's certainly been music involved in rituals ever since. Well, ever since any anybody got the idea to have a ritual, I don't think anyone's uh, performed a ritual to such a body tune, but you could enhance the flavor. I think it's more about sending a message, though, that particular aspect of it. By the way, I believe you found this, and the uh, bone charm is just, has uh, apparently just appeared back in my hand. It's been sitting on your shoulder the whole time. It was behind your ear. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Tell us about this bone charm, Colin. All right. So this Let bone us know charm. Let does, bone daddy. This bone charm is a corrupted bone charm, which means it has an enhanced effect, which is not something I've handed out yet. But also as a result of being corrupted, it has a drawback. So the enhanced effect that it has is called Choir of Silence, which the bone charm drinks the sound that surrounds it, making your actions all the more discreet. When you attempt to a skill test quietly, you may add one d20, and I will copy and paste that for you guys real quick. All right. But the drawback is known as Darkened Edges. The bone charm's power spreads doubt and discord. Whenever you spend a void point, you also add one chaos. Ah. Hmm. You know, this bone charm is quite unique. It doesn't really sing with a whale song so much as it just absorbs the sound around it. Huh. The empty space between notes. Crucial to any tune. It's not particularly useful for me. Anybody, any takers here? Why? Why would a lawyer have that? Good luck. Yeah, lore question. Is it just a thing that these are considered to be good luck charms by the average yeah. populace? Yeah. Okay. That and runes. I don't see why it would be very lucky. I mean, it didn't help the whale. Like, it's uh, like if you get stopped by the overseers and you have one of these on you, you are not going to be having a great time. At, at the very least, they're going to confiscate it. <laughs> eh. It's more bad luck, really. All right, so of the uh, of the lot of us, I do not have any points in quietly, and I do things boldly in general. Yeah, same. 
I am not sneaky boy. Yeah, I'm not any good at quiet. <laughs> right, so I am. I've got five in quiet. I'm the only one who has any. I I do want to, one, posit the, the same argument that I did before, that this makes roles easier when you do that. So if any of you are ever required to make a quiet roll, this would make it more likely for you to succeed. You'll just be less likely to make it than I, whereas I will be making more of those rolls probably because I'm good at it and it's a thing I like doing, but they'll be easier for me. Yeah. and But in any case, you do not want the person with the outsider's mark to be adding chaos every time they use void points. That's extremely fair. <laughs> it's also worth considering that I am the one who has been most free with spending them. I've spent just, two of mine. I've spent two. Yeah, I think I've spent I've one. Spent, I've spent four or three. I think it's three. Okay. I mean, I only had three this session, so I have one point on me. Oh. I'm happy to take it. And then... William can keep the punch button. Sure. <laughs> the bone fist. So, other things of note. We have, uh, I believe, ruled out the Corvo connection. Yep. Yeah. Actually, actually, before I put that to pen, before I put pen to paper on that one. Colin, was Maroney a noble man who just uh, worked below his means to save money? Not on the same level that the Pendletons would have been. So Got you it. can fairly safely assume that so the more of a gentleman than a landed? Pretty much. Got it. Okay. So yeah, was... so I'm willing to commit to that line. Is he at all active in politics? Well, I mean, he was helping to write laws against the overseers, which is technically yes, but also at the same time, eh. Nah. He was not running for office, but he was a... Um, Political agent. Activist. Yes. So go. mark it down That's is better than mine. probably not. Yeah. On the bright side, we do have a more substantial possible motivation. We also, and I fucking brandish the bone whale knife in front of everybody. I was allowed to take this home. What have you got there? A knife. No! And I am going to carefully turn it around so that I'm holding the blade, and I'm going to check over the handle. Because I did say before, I'm curious as to whether our murderer is left-handed. Does this say a left-handed knife, DM? <laughs> this is not a left-handed knife, no. Uh, okay. So it doesn't have that sinister edge? <laughs> I get it. I would like to hold the knife for a second and just close my eyes and listen. Knife, 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 knife. <laughs> Not for that. <laughs> Is there any resonant whale song left in the knife? 
I'm a knife. No. Knife on a round. No, there's no resonant whale song left in the knife. It's not an enchanted knife of any kind. Well, it looks like All the right. whale bone is used for a point rather than for any mystical application. Do we actually know that it's whalebone and not just, like, bone? Bone? I mean, if it's carved from a bone, it has to be a pretty large bone, and whale would be the easiest, easiest available large bones around, I'd say. Plus, we've yeah, got we that have- connection that specifically called out whalebone carving. Yeah. Uh, Colin, how big is this knife exactly? Are we talking, like, dagger or pocket knife? Dagger. Got it. Okay. I'm going to put it in terms like in these terms. If the killer was not killing in such a specific manner, these knives would be able to do the trick. Got it. Is it like. Is it just wholly carved? Is it like one piece of a whalebone carved or is it just yeah. a whalebone with a wood handle? It's, it's yeah. Is it just the blade that's bone or is it the whole thing? It's just the blade, when you look at the handle, is covered in wrapping, and when you unwrap it a little bit, it's just, like, really cheap wood. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. It's cooler if it's all carved from a single bone. How's, um... How is the working on the knife? Is it skillfully made? Not particularly. Okay. Probably not looking for a craftsman here. But just someone who wants to send a message. Someone who can whittle. At least a little. (laughs) Oh my god. Chloe. What? (laughs) I didn't do anything. Sure you didn't. I have one last thing that is probably not going to come to anything. But can't hurt. Ratcatcher, your boy. He pads over and he looks at you expectantly. I give the dog a knife. No, I tried to teach him how to do that. He doesn't know how to carry it. (laughs) D-Dog. Specifically, is there a scent on the knife? Ratcatcher, kill. He sniffs it, and it does seem to have a scent, but when he follows it out, he loses it almost immediately, mostly because, one, you're not near where it is, and two, two, like, the rain has basically ruined any sense. Yeah, the the rain is better. Like, I I wouldn't expect him to fucking track it from the hotel room on the other side of town. Yeah, the, the, like... The rain is going to wash, have washed away anything done today. A, a, a quick trip would have been taken to... Actually, no, that probably would have just been done like while we were all still at the scene. Yeah, yeah, and answer's the same. The rain has washed yeah. away any scent. Yeah, I got it, got it, got it. Okay. Time to die. I can't think of anything. Nobody has anything. Well, I've got an idea of what I'll do tomorrow, but... Okay. Well, speaking of tomorrow, before things get too started 
in the day. We're going to like, this is basically going to be the last thing I do. So the, the next session will start like immediately after this. But the first thing that happens in the morning to the players is one Monticelli. There's a knock at your door again, but it's not the same kind of knock as there was last night. Who's there? You look through the peephole, and it's one of those cultists that you asked to get you the bone charms and stuff. What? Bring him inside? And he goes, all right, yeah, you asked me to try and get you a second one? Well, uh, and he just holds it out to you. Compliments of bone daddy. (laughs) It's the second time you've said bone daddy today. I like saying bone daddy. What of it? I believe I promised to show you a magic trick if you brought me a second one of these. Mm-hmm. And so I absorb the rune and gain vitality. Ah, so it's Hit me. just straight up... I, th- I think I read this. It's like just straight up two more stress. Yes, my stress track is two longer. Excellent. He's like, whoa. Neat. I didn't know they did that. It can only do that in the right hands. Hmm. Interesting. And then, uh, unless you invite him to stay, he is going to head on out and do void cult things. Well, just for the sake of appearances, I, uh, well, invite him. Cup of him. coffee and a stone, scone and send him yeah. on his way. Invite him to share a drink and a yeah. smoke. And, uh... Ah, so you're inviting him for whiskey and cigars. Absolutely. (laughs) Eight o'clock in the morning. And explain to him the cover story for why we are being seen together. He has ways of getting certain equipment to me that I am otherwise unable to find through traditional merchants. Seeing as my magic act requires me to hunt up a lot of exotic tools and equipment. Alright, that sounds good. And then this is... This thing in the morning is going to be happening to Bliss. Why? Wherever you are staying, I'm guessing that you're, with your newfound riches, you are staying at a really, really awful hotel. No. So you have an actual bed. What? No. You're just sleeping on the streets, huh? Look, why waste money on temporary things? (laughs) All right. You see a couple of overseers in those weird coats approach you, and they look at you and they go, You know, there is a hotel not even half a block away. And? Such a lovely place. (laughs) Anyway... They hold up a bag of coins and they just sort of throw it at your feet. They say, this is your payment from the town guard. Your services are no longer required. The overseers have determined that this is a matter that we personally will look into and cannot abide outside interference. Warn your friends that if we see them on properties that we deem important to the investigation, they will be dealt with harshly and justly thank you for your time 
good day. And they just walk away with before you even get a chance to argue. Yeah, fall in the rent, even. Short campaign, everyone. <laughs> and it is 200 gold, or 200 coin, excuse me. I, I'm so used to fucking up fantasy worlds Kill gold. having... Yep, it's it's 200 coin. That would be 50 for each. Yep. Fuck that, let's go rob another person. (laughs) It's clearly more lucrative. Well, forget (laughs) solving this fucking murder mystery. Let's just start our own bandit gang, since we're good at heisting, apparently. Anyway, after session stuff, uh, let's do the experience points. Can you just say that we have four because then we can actually get something? Yeah, I mean, I was going to dole out four to begin with. Yeah, just so. I believe be nice. Bobbin's the only one who took stress, so you get an extra. Wait, when did I take did stress? He? When you were. No, that's stress tracks for the invention, not for the character. Yeah, I damaged oh. the uh, item, so oh. to speak. Okay, never mind then. And none of these other things apply, so yeah, just for experience for everybody, you can buy a thing. Bizarre. He has to fight his invention in order to create it. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So, good session, everyone. And now that I've introduced the complication, maybe maybe William will actually get to fight a little bit more since you guys will for sure be doing things that the overseers will not want you to do and therefore we'll have to like sneak around and fight and stuff. Finally, I get to punch people. You've punched a guy. <laughs> yeah, that was my surprise. Barely <laughs> counts. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. <laughs>